1: Best way to use your vacation. I am doing it over the next couple weeks. You you guys tell me if you agree or disagree. Laura will weigh in. At 651-461-9226. I'm pretty much taking Fridays off for the rest of the year.
2: My husband just proclaimed that the other day and put in all of his Fridays. You guys have something in common there.
1: It's sort of. Makes you feel like you're, you're like stealing money somehow. I don't know. When you taking a week off is great. Like, I love taking a week off. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think the longest, what's the longest you've ever taken off? Like, have you ever gone uh, two, two weeks in a row off? I don't think I have.
2: I don't think I have. I, I know I've gone maybe like, eight days seven eight days i feel like i've done
1: seven like where you you start on a weekend and you take a full week and then right maybe eight maybe i did like a friday a week probably seven like a friday a week and a monday right that's pretty nice maybe i need to try two weeks in a row i worry like here if i'm gone for two weeks maybe they're like this guy's not really that good we got the new host (laughs) whoever's fill it in you're like i'm done it is sort of a dumb broadcaster thing where it we is. we worry like we're insecure because someone will. Re- I know people are astonished to think that the ego here mm. is mm-hmm. insecure, but you sort of worry about mm-hmm. that. Sure, because somebody certainly could do this better than I do it. Eh? You just hope they don't find that person, <laughs> I, I <don't laughs> or that think person doesn't want to the job. No, I don't think I, you have to I, worry. I, probably not, but you know, it's a silly. But there's something about taking those Fridays.
2: Yeah, off. you're gonna love it. You know what I usually do? I I, I don't mind working Fridays. I think Fridays are kind of loosey goosey and fun true, most of true. the time. So when I just have some random days to burn, I'll take a Monday, mm. a Wednesday here and there. Whenever when the rest of the world is yeah. working, and you can just go have a day, it's nice.
3: That I is love it.
1: the Monday off. It, it's it's a close competition for me. Now, my wife usually wants to take the Friday off, mm-hmm. so that's what we do. Yeah. But the Monday off is a little underrated. That's nice. I don't love the midweek. I know some people swear by the midweek, like, oh, the random Wednesday, the random third. Nah, yeah. Not really for yeah. me. I don't need that. I don't need, like, come to work for two days, take a day off, come to work for two days. No thanks.
2: I like to do it sometimes just to take a day to myself to do whatever mm-hmm. I want. You
1: know, I can. No commitment. Very interesting.
2: I can just do whatever I can. What I'm
1: hearing is that we're all in favor of just the opportunity to not go to work.
2: Right. you got (laughs) to use your days. You you do have a reason.
1: Yes. Aren't you amazed by people who think they should get a trophy for not using your days? Yes. You're all of you out there. Your company is getting more out of you than what they're paying you. That's how business works, right? Well, like yeah. you're providing more value to the company than they're paying you. It's it's true. You you deserve a huge raise. Thanks. Josh, I don't know. Jury's <laughs> out. Let's <laughs> calm down. Jerry. Jury's out. But the company gets more out of almost all of us than they pay us, which is fine. That's the that's the equation. That's what we sign up for. But take the day Take your day.
2: you got to take your days. You need to, I see it as investing in myself. Totally true. And I wish everybody would do that. And some people don't. They think they're, you know, what am I going to do with a random day off? Well, go find something. Just do whatever you want. Work
1: out. Go take a walk. Right.
2: Take yourself out for lunch.
1: Whatever. Yeah. It is true. You come back better. You do. Now, we'll see if the, I don't think I've ever done this, take all these Fridays off bit before. So we'll see. Will will I come back better on Monday?
2: I hope you do. What are we going to do about Card to Sharks with you gone all these Fridays? Well, if
1: we had a sponsor, I maybe would reconsider.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whoever your fill-in is. Yeah, they could do it. Yes, we've done
1: that before. Why not? Uh, This story on the Powerball cracked me up. Powerball losers in Iowa were actually winners for about seven hours this week. What? The state lottery mistakenly posted the wrong winning numbers. Oh, no.
2: Can you imagine?
1: So somebody who worked, you know, Iowa Lottery is who runs the Powerball,
2: I think. I think you're right. It used
1: to be. They used to do the drawing out of Des Moines. Mike Pace was the Powerball guy. I think you're right, yes. uh, Because whatever TV station I worked at in that time used to take the drawings live. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi everybody, Mike Pace here. <laughs> you know, it's great. Wearing a tuxedo the whole day. Right. Now I think they draw him in Florida or something. Hmm. Anyway, on the Iowa Lottery website from 12:30 in the morning Tuesday, it took until 7:15 in the morning for someone to realize like, "Hey, I don't think that's right." Oh,
2: that's now, terrible.
1: It wasn't uh like it wouldn't have made someone a three hundred fifty-five million dollar winner, but so people would have won like four to two hundred bucks is what they're saying.
2: Well, still, when you when you get excited because you think you won something, and then to have yes. the rug pulled out, from oh you, that's a bummer.
1: We typed in the wrong number yes. on the website. <laughs> Oopsie! But if you think about it, like it's human error, right? Yeah. There is a human who has to who watches the drawing and types it in and whatever, but. Right, they did say anyone who got up early and cashed in a winning ticket does get to keep their money.
2: Oh, good! So that that actually worked. Like they it did could work in there. It money. was like a bank error in their favor. Okay. But
1: you would have had to. But you had to cash it in in that way right away. Yeah. Which I don't even know would it have paid out? Just because the numbers the were morning. wrong on that website, were they wrong on the interface? Yeah, that's at the what store? I was wondering. I, I yeah. don't know. I love this letter. To the bird expert in the Star Tribune today, hmm. Val Cunningham does uh, – she's a volunteer with the St. Paul Audubon Society. Yes. And she writes about birds. And I, I – as I think you know, I don't care for birds, generally speaking. You can't
2: I, be my friend.
1: I do like to look at them out the back door like I like when I see a cardinal or a blue jay, and that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking – uh. You know, I feel like we got plenty.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I'm not even going to get into this with you because I am a bird lover. Birds are very special I, to me.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad that. I'm glad that people love birds. Okay. I, it's just like I were. I've been pooped on too many times well, by birds. Too many times.
2: Maybe that's a sign of something. I think it is. You need to do some self-exploration.
1: <laughs> are birds reading me better than <laughs> they might others? Be. They know. Birds
2: are magical. They are. It's so, possible. Yes. So Question. this letter, what happened?
1: I was at a local park some weeks ago, and I photographed a black-capped chickadee hmm. picking at the seed pods on a cannabis plant. Ooh. The plant was in the middle of a patch of poison ivy and I've read that this particular plant's berries are eaten by many birds. It's a really cool photo because you can see quite clearly it is a cannabis plant mm-hmm. and this bird is high as can be. Flying high. Uh, they're according to the bird ex- I think this is hilarious and as we have more people growing their own supply. Right. What about the birds?
2: That's a very good question. I guess we'll just... Right? We'll see. We, yeah.
1: I never thought about it until this this story, and certainly we don't need to be passing public policy <laughs> when it relates to whether or not you can grow your own cannabis as to whether or not it's going to affect the birds. But uh, there are reports. You're like, do birds get high? Like, does THC affect birds? Right. In the And... According to Val, there are reports of birds becoming high. Okay, uh, the birds will have uh, many opportunities to feed on weed, and Val is wondering what's going to happen. Like, if you're a cannabis farmer and you see one of these birds kind of chomping on y- your crop, <laughs> that's is a good this going to be a conflict? Right? Is this right? I, I mean, wonder what
2: other states are experiencing.
1: I don't know. I think it's, uh, I just, I thought that was very interesting. Yes, Like it just is. some part of this that that I never really thought of. Right. Uh, I am going driving to see the the uh, Northern Lights, That's I hope. That's so great. Tonight. Good for
2: you. You're just going to head north?
1: We're just head north. We were thinking, there's a restaurant that I've wanted to go to in, in St. Joseph. Nice. And so I think we'll go have dinner. Lovely. And... The question is like I've gone outside at my own like the last time that was supposed to be a good time. Yeah, it's you're like, am I just supposed to sit in my car all and night and wait for them and wait yeah. like until midnight? Like what? What are we doing? Like what does this look like? <laughs> yeah, it's one thing if you're going to look at an eclipse, right? Right. Or, what was it? The total? What was the national event where people like it was the live on moon? TV?
2: Oh, was it a big a solar eclipse or something? Yeah, something remember, big. like yeah. there,
1: I remember Jamie Ukas at the time was like brand new at CBS, and she was live at some location, and it, we were
3: watching. It, it was all over. I, somebody will text in and remember. Yeah. It. Was no. it the solar eclipse, twenty seventeen? It might have been that because yeah. I, I remember it being just a huge deal. I had nothing, no idea about it. I remember like David Muir on ABC was like
1: over-the-top emotional, and Jeff Glor was, too. Wow, yeah. And you're like, okay, well, there you're, like, at Yellowstone or the Grand Canyon or you're at a park with other people. Like, am I just going to be, like, how many cops are going to pull me over tonight? Like, hey, buddy, <laughs> what's going on in that park car? I
2: think it's great. You'll love it.
1: All right, I'm excited about it. Laura, have a good weekend. Thank you. You, too. We'll see you Monday. Sounds good. It's 519. We'll take a break. Come back with the de-rush hour news headlines in just a minute, including an iconic Eat Street business that is uh, back in action. A Lefsa drive through crafted out of a deer stand. And will there be an end to that green bubble shaming that Android users have to deal with? De-rush hour news headlines coming up next. 523, time for the D Rush Hour news headlines and good news for fans of Harry Singh's original Caribbean restaurant. Uh, Eater Twin Cities reporting it is back in business, a decades old restaurant. This place has the spiciest jerk chicken and curry goat in the Twin Cities. They got a vegetable roti that is awesome as well. Harry, uh, Closed down abruptly in the fall of 2022. He broke his leg. He also had his business license revoked because of outstanding taxes. But the license was reapproved. His leg has healed up. And he is back in action a Tuesday through Sunday, noon to 8 or 8.30 or so on Eat Street uh, in Minneapolis. A LEFSA drive through crafted out of a deer stand. Only in Minnesota, right? How about that? The battle cry from Kim England, who lives in Lund Township. Lund Township is six miles by six miles, reports John Lauritsen and his great Finding Minnesota series from WCCO-TV. So John reports that Kim and her neighbors are a lot of Norwegians and Swedes. She says uh, we all like Lefse. When COVID hit, you could see the drive-thrus were still open. Because that was considered no contact. So now, along with her entire family, including her daughter Willow, they spend seven nights a week making lefse. Willow says we all mainly have our different jobs. Peel potatoes or put ingredients in the bowl. They make 20 pounds of lefse a night. They open up the deer stand drive through between 10 and noon on Saturdays and charge $6 for three lefse Wow. Everybody in the story said it was delicious. It looked delicious. I've never had it. You've never had lefse? I'm a rare Minnesota
3: that's never had lefse. Yeah. It's good. I bet it, it is.
1: good. Uh, but pretty hilarious image of that deer stand, now a lefse drive through. I don't know that the lefse drive-thru would be rated one of the best-looking new retail spots in Minnesota. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal reporting on the Shopping Center Tribute Awards. The Minnesota Shopping Center Association gave 14 of them away. I don't know about you, like I I definitely notice if a place looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Guy Noi Restaurant in Minneapolis gets one of them. That place is beautiful. Right on Loring Park. So mm-hmm. much greenery, very oh, yeah. lush. The Rusty Bumblebee, which is a self pour tap house in Blaine. Uh, Schmidt Music, that f- new store. Have you been to their new store in Bloomington?
3: I thought we eliminated Schmidt Music forever. No, it's back. Okay. Brooklyn Center was the last one I saw. Yes, I was, yeah, they yeah. moved
1: to Bloomington, Interesting. and it's so cool. Nice. I'll have to check it out. I er- do.
3: I do enjoy some music stores.
1: It's a good. It's a good one to check out. Earl Giles, that distillery in Minneapolis. That's another one with just lush, beautiful greenery everywhere. I love that place. Great pizza in there too. You should do some hedge trimming for a living. <laughs> if I could keep plants alive, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, besides best interior designs, they had awards for new construction renovation. Redevelopments. The winner for the innovation category was the floral experience, the, the Galleria floral experience, which is super cool. Like, Bachman's just totally decks out oh, yeah. the Galleria. Good stuff. An end, perhaps, to the green bubble shaming. New York Times reporting. Oh, let me get that. Things will be changing. Apple announced that it will improve the technology that Apple uses to send text between iPhone and Android users. So you know what this is, right? I have an iPhone. You have an iPhone, yep, Josh. Yep. Cook has an Android. So not. when it's Cook and right. I text, <laughs> you know, it's I get the green bubble. Yeah. When you and I text, I get the blue bubble.
3: Yep. Uh,
1: Back in the day, before I had unlimited texting, I cared. Yeah. Now, I don't. But people still care. Yeah. People, the 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 green bubble, and it's like, this is sort of the dumbest, like, shaming available, right? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm shaming you because you have an Android?
3: Oh, <laughs> look at you. You're a green bubble guy. Get out of here.
1: There's a meme on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this, but, like... This guy goes around and asks women, and he'll say, like, he's a 10, but he has an Android. So now he's a what? One. Yeah, zero. One. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, come on. <laughs> the, like, most of this is harmless, but in this story in the New York Times today, the chief executive of this uh, group called Common Sense says that schools are seeing young people – being bullied over having an Android. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So we'll see. The Apple will probably still keep the green. They'll they'll have the ability to get rid of it. Uh obviously they
3: perceive it as benefiting it them. It is a bit confusing because sometimes you will text somebody with an iPhone and you'll get, because probably you just don't have yes. signal or something, you'll get the green and the blue.
1: Sometimes, yes. Right. And the bigger issue is like if you send a photo or a video, sometimes it shows up as an attachment and that should be cleaned up. Correct. But the other part of it is we have to clean it up like (laughs) we need to stop like shaming people. Yeah, it's stupid. All right. That's it. Five thirty. That's the D rush hour news headlines. We'll take a break. I am excited to go look for the northern lights tonight. We will visit with my friend, the director of meteorology at WCCO-TV, Mike Augustinek, give you some advice on the best place to check out the Northern Lights next. There is a lot of anticipation for tonight. If you're like me and seeing the Northern Lights has been on your bucket list. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of hype about what's going on tonight. So I thought we should go to the smartest guy I know about weather, stuff in the sky. Mike Augustinakis. Don't let Paul Douglas hear this. He'll be mad. (laughs) He doesn't listen to your show. No, No, thank goodness. So it's fine. Uh the aurora have you ever seen it
4: uh yeah but in a very uninspiring way it was so dim Uh, I was still living in New York, so I wasn't quite as far north as where I live now. And it it wasn't very exciting.
1: So I always have FOMO when you see people posting their beautiful pictures. When both of us used to work in the morning, you would see in the overnight hours people, especially in northern Minnesota, posting just these incredible colors. And so often you don't get much of a heads up. But I've seen like excitement about this building over the last two days. Give us a bit of a reality check as to what what are the odds of of getting a really good look at uh, a a light show
4: in the sky tonight? This is appears to be one of the better chances that we've had so far in the past few years. Little quick backstory: There's a solar cycle. Uh, Every 11 years, the sun goes through a cycle of activity and we are toward the top of the Uh, solar cycle, meaning some of the most solar activity, which of course triggers these storms, is happening right now and for the next several years. Um, So we've had a few good shows, especially earlier this fall. There was a really good one that we got a lot of pictures. This looks to be as good or maybe even a little bit better based on what we think now.
1: Mike Agustinak is with us, uh, Director of Meteorology over at WCCO-TV. You can watch him uh, every day on The four. Uh, Mike, when you look at uh, what exactly the Northern Lights are, I think a lot of people, myself included, don't have a real good handle as to what's going on. So what is it?
4: Uh, I don't know if this helps or not, but one of the ways you can think about it is a fluorescent light bulb, uh, like those big long tubes that yeah. are maybe in your office building. Uh, there's no filament in there. There's nothing actually burning in there. It's just electricity being applied to a gas. That gas gets excited and the electrons bounce around and they emit light when they get excited like that. It's somewhat similar to what goes on in the upper levels of the atmosphere when there's a solar storm and an aurora forms. So we're seeing solar energy, meaning electromagnetic waves, not light that you can see, but light that is far shorter wavelengths than that, that your eye can't see, that's hitting. Uh, molecules of different gases in the atmosphere exciting them and then they glow a certain color depending on what gas they are.
1: Is it, There is a forecast that comes out uh, and, you know, it's all different. NOAA does it. There are different. I don't know. There are tons of apps. I have an app on my phone that's an Aurora forecast. I certainly don't know how to read it, so I don't really understand <laughs> it. But I, I feel real good that I have the Aurora forecast app. But uh, how do they sort of uh,
4: how do they forecast this stuff? So there are two main methods. The first is literally pointing a camera at the sun uh, that sees visible light but also electric uh, sorry uh, infrared light and x-rays and what that camera is doing essentially is looking for sunspots. And where there are sunspots, which is a very poorly understood phenomena, but essentially a change in the surface of the sun, those are active regions for sending out particles during a solar storm. So if there's a sunspot that is crossing on the visible side of the sun that we can see from Earth, uh, there are scientists looking at it to see if there's an explosion that comes out of it, an explosion of energy. Uh, That is usually the first that something is actually going to happen. There are also satellites that are located between where the Earth's surface is and the sun, which is obviously quite far away, that can measure when what they call a shock wave of energy goes past them. And because this energy is going at the speed of light uh, and these satellites are, uh, you know, several hundred thousand miles away, but by speed of light, that's still pretty close, that sometimes gives us several hours warning that, OK, what we thought might happen by looking at the sunspots is now actually being observed in the depths of space. Does that make sense? It's yeah, all very weird. Yeah, it? right. It
1: is. It's weird to get your arms around because it is. Uh, it's just so strange, right? It's not the kind of stuff that we're used to thinking about. So it makes it a little challenging.
4: Yeah, uh, I am I mean, the, the more electri- and there's a reason for that. Weather, Earth weather rain, snow, wind, yeah. that's always affected human beings. Hmm. But the truth is that solar storms really, aside from producing aurora, which are pretty to look at, but aren't really disruptive in in any true sense of the word, uh, humans only started caring about this stuff when electronics and, and particularly satellites in space, communication satellites started to proliferate uh-huh. because strong enough solar storms can impact the, health, the electronic health sure. of satellites, it can, sure. fry, it can fry circuits. It also can impact the health of astronauts on the International Space Station. And if it's strong enough, which is pretty rare... Uh, But this would be one of those storms. It impacts commercial flights, too. Commercial flights often, if they're going from one side of the globe to the other, will take a route over the North Pole. That's a a fuel-efficient route. Well, in situations like today, those polar flights will be diverted for a longer route around because at high levels of the – I'm sorry, at high latitudes near the North Pole and the South Pole, that's where this radiation is the most intense. And that would actually be dangerous. That would be dangerous for people to fly through.
1: So interesting. Mike Agustenak with us from WCCO TV. So so what's your advice tonight? Is there is there a prime time? Is there a part of Minnesota that seems like you've you'd have a better shot than than obviously we know stay away from the bright lights of the
4: city, but besides that what what do you got? In this type of storm, because it's going to be so strong, uh, really your closest opportunity to get out of the city lights, the light pollution from neighborhoods, that's your best choice. It doesn't really matter north versus south, because again, this is going to be such a strong storm that the entire region will have similar conditions. Um, The timing has shifted slightly. At this time yesterday, the forecast from NOAA's Space Weather Prediction Center, which is frankly the information we're using. We're not space weather experts. We're passing on the information (laughs) from the experts and interpreting it for you. That forecast yesterday was for the peak to occur between about 9 or 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Now I'm just looking at this most recently updated forecast that came out around 2 o'clock or so. Uh, Our time, it's now looking more like midnight to 3 a.m. for the peak storminess that said, I personally, after I have dinner and do some work at home, I'm going to hop in the car. We're going to drive north uh, toward some of the darker suburbs in the North Metro, probably around eight or nine o'clock, because there will still be some solar storm going on at that point, And it won't be peak conditions. But to me, it's still worth getting out there to see if I can see anything.
1: It's one of those things that I tell you, like and my wife and I were talking about this yesterday, where if it pops and we're just sitting at home like we're going to feel really stupid tomorrow so like we're taking the drive we're we're driving up uh north as well tonight we're going to go towards maybe like the the just past St Cloud like St Joe area maybe to uh, see what we can
4: see that's a good plan and the north metro and areas north of the metro are the better options because If you're looking north and you're south of the metro, you're still going to see the glow from the Twin Cities on Mm. the horizon. If you're north of the metro and all that light is behind you and you're looking north, then it's not going to pollute the skies at all. Do keep in mind, though, that we're pretty close to a full moon, so there will be quite a bit of moonlight out there. But again, for a storm this strong, I don't really think that's necessarily going to ruin the show. And speaking of feeling stupid, do you want to know the the place I was the last time this happened? I think it was in September or October. Yeah. I was I was at a bar, and uh, I was socializing with some friends, and I started to see a whole bunch of social media posts of people posting these beautiful pictures, and I'm like, well, crap. I should have planned this a little bit better, and I totally missed out on it.
1: We missed the last one, too, and my wife and I actually got in a little bit of a fight about it, where I was oh. like, let's go, and she she was already a, like asleep. She was in bed. I'm like, people are seeing it. We've always said we want to see it. Let's go. And so today this time she's leading the charge. So like that's a happy marriage right there, you know.
4: I I well that's great. I'm glad that she's ready to go. My husband is ready to go. Uh, I don't know how happy he is about it, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh like like with the solar eclipse that we both went to see together a few years ago and we'll see the one that's coming up in April as well. Once you see it, you any any fighting, any annoyance yeah. is completely washed away.
1: It's cool. It is exciting to see people just excited about you know just observing something that's a cool natural phenomenon like i dig that and it's fun to see i've seen reports that people are planning trips and driving up to minnesota from around the midwest to to hopefully get a good show tonight
4: and it's not like controversial or a topic (laughs) you have to avoid you can actually talk about (laughs) it with anybody you know that's right it's so good
1: it's so good all right mike agustinac great talking to you thanks for being with us today
4: Thanks for having me on and good luck to you and to everybody who's going to try to see this tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Mike.
1: I don't think George Santos should be kicked out of the house. Let me quickly defend myself before everybody freaks out. George Santos should have been kicked out of the house, like, right after he was sworn in, like we knew that he was a liar pretty quickly, that. He had been elected just on an absolute, like, look, plenty of politicians stretch the truth, right? But I don't want to feed into this narrative that they all lie. I don't think they do. And they don't all lie about their personal background or their relatives being in 9-11 or any of the other nonsense that, <laughs> that he's lied about. But now, like... Isn't it almost time for him to run for re-election? And he said he's not going to run. Yeah. So what's the point? At this late date, what is the point? So now there will be a, you know, if, if these guys, and what do you do? Like, if you have, if I'm a member of the House, if I have a vote, you're like, well, if you're going to make me vote, I'm going to vote to kick him out. <laughs> Yeah. But do I think that this is a worthy thing to be spending any time or energy or money on? No, no, no. I think it's. It's. Well, he's an abomination at a certain point, you have to you know, and he he was saying earlier this week that he has respect for the institution. So if he's expelled, he you know, he's not going to like you're not going to have to pull him out of there. Kicking and screaming, but he won't resign. He won't resign. So now there's going to be a special election, which is stupid, because then you have another election. So you're going to have in this district a special election, a primary, and then another election all next year. Three yeah. elections.
3: Like I like I said to you, like I said to your tweet yesterday, politics is just. A mess right now Ugh. it's right i just don't know how else to describe it it's there's just so much spillage when it comes to not even just the house of representatives yeah. but just it's just a, a complete disaster right now i mean
1: today he basically this is a third attempt at this yeah he's been charged with 23 felonies he's refused to resign So now there will be a vote on Friday because these elected officials are such cowards. They want the vote on Friday so they won't have to spend, you know, two days answering questions from reporters. They'll have this vote late in the day after the news or something. Yeah,
3: the the Friday news dump, yeah. (laughs) It's just... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There are
1: allegations that he used campaign funds to buy Botox and to make purchases on OnlyFans, which again, you're like... Yeah. What what are what are we doing? This yeah. is, you know, what what is embarrassing is it's nothing that bur- it's a nothing
3: burger. That's all it is.
1: But they wouldn't, you know, because the politics and because the House is so closely divided and we've mm-hmm. had all these issues over who's going to be the speaker and will there be a shutdown that no one did the right thing. And it's part of why a lot of us just hate politics. <laughs> the right thing should have been to tell him like, hey, buddy. Adios, you're out get that's out of here too easy instead now, now at this point i really it seems like the the biggest beneficiary do we really think
3: not, do we really think anything's going to happen will they vote him out yeah or yeah, do, do you think that that's that's what the end result of this yes. will
1: be i think yeah. they after this charade today they have to yeah they have to yeah. a lot of lessons in there for the
3: rest of us though yes yes indeed
1: But I'm going to spend my weekend uh, captaining a Navy ship, as I usually do, and uh, saving lives. I'm a truth teller, just like George Santos